Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On the line is Odyssey NBA insider and three-time NBA champion Danny Green. Insider calls are brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure. Make sure you're subscribed to Danny's weekly podcast, Inside the Green Room. It's a great one. He joins us now. Danny, appreciate you joining us. And, and hey, here's a question you've probably never been asked before in your life. You miss Memphis? I appreciate you having me, and and I have never been asked that, but uh, surprisingly, I do. I I do miss uh, not just playing basketball, being in the league, but the structure. The organization was really good. I've spoken time and time again about how great the organization was run. Um, I had an amazing time there. I had an amazing PT who helped me rehab there. Um, even though the city was a little different, it's not the same as you know L.A., Toronto, uh, or Philly, of that matter, but... Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time there with the fans, the group, the team, and just the staff. You know, the organization was was amazing. So um, that structure, you know, I must say I took it for granted, but I really appreciated it. You don't get that everywhere. No, well, I'm really excited to ask you sort of about that. I mean, you you've got insight on that front office, and you've talked about it. You know, that I'm I'm really curious to dig into with you, but but, but sort of, uh, we'll we'll frame it this way. You know that you're well versed on on what's happened with them. This season from the jaw suspension and, you know, season-ending yeah. injury for him. Bang gone, smart gone, Steven Adams out for season before he's traded. So just about everything that could go wrong in one season has. All that said, mm-hmm. though, Danny, if they can get a viable center to put next to Jaron Jackson, you know, starting next season and everything else is healthy and set, how do you feel about this team's chances, this organization's chances of bouncing back next year into, you know, contender-type status? Well, yeah, if they get everybody healthy, they're for sure contention. They were contention last year, had a great young group. They're only getting better, more mature. So the young kids are uh, developing. You know, you got Gigi over there. You got Vince Williams over there balling, hooping. They're, you know, becoming some great pieces that you can use in the future. When Dez is good, Ja, uh, Brandon Clark, and Jaron, obviously, they have all those guys healthy, and you find another center, which I'm sure they will. Um, and the, so it may be a blessing in disguise because they might get a good pick you know, this year they might be able to get a center yep. in the draft or, you know, find a top lottery pick or a draft pick. Um, but you got to Zaire, those young guys developing right now. It only makes them, you know, the depth chart uh, crazy for them. Um, so they'll be right back in contention, you know, once they get everybody healthy because, you know, Dodd's obviously uh, a special player. They almost had that reset that they needed when he came back. You can see the energy was, was different. Um, and I thought they were going to do some miraculous things by, you know, probably putting themselves in playoff position if he stayed healthy. But once he got hurt and then, you know, some other guys kind of domino effect got hurt and then Steven Adams traded, um, it became tough. But 
I see them right back where they wanted to be or where they were the year before, but even better, you know, because so, other guys have gotten a chance to get more experience and, and um, you know, be more polished. You, you mentioned it, and, and it feels like that's what the plan is, and, and frankly, you've been at your best when you've had that sort of Steven Adams type next to next to Jaron. But you've also watched Jaron, too, and I think at one point earlier in his career, you know, the hope was, well, eventually we'll put him at center. Right there's our five that can stretch the floor, do everything else, and you know on paper that looks great. I just wonder, you know, because the one thing that you know hasn't, in terms of him being that, that hasn't you know uh, risen is the rebounding average. Jaron is just not that, and a lot of times, Danny, you know this better than anybody. He's out of he's blocking shots, right? So he's out of position, and and you just don't feel like you know. I think it's gone back down this year under six. Are you of the mind? That he, you know, for this organization to be operating at all cylinders, that you do, you know, for whatever it is, whether this is a Western Conference Finals or a Finals, that you need that guy next to Jaron, or do you think at some point in his career he can be that five? I think at some point in his career he can be. I, I just don't think right now it's going to happen this quickly. Yep. Um, he's definitely maturing. He's becoming, you know, better um, with being more efficient offensive end of the floor. You know, he hasn't been just shooting a bunch of threes. He's kind of working inside out the last two years um, and putting more force on the paint. Uh, defensively, he's picking and choosing better which shots to block and which ones not to block. But I think you also need him because he's more of an outside perimeter threat. Um, he's not as much of a roller as uh, as, mo- as most centers are. Right. Yep. I think you need that roller for Ja and Dez. You need a guy that can put pressure on him, be a lob threat, and also a guy that can set really good. To Steven Adams was a big part of the reason why. I'm not saying take anything away from Ja. Ja's a special player. But a big reason we forget of why he was so open, and these guys are getting off screens and getting open looks, Dez is getting open threes, and Jaws getting to the paint because you got a guy like Steven Adams setting these screens. Yep. So you need somebody just like that and also be able to rebound and not care about scoring and knowing their role. It's going to be hard to replace a guy like Steven Adams. What were your impressions of, of, of Desmond Bain in the sense that, you know, in the time that you were around him, Danny, you know, we've, we've watched him now coming to the league, 30th pick, you know, yeah, knocking down shots, everything else. But one thing, you know, we've continued to say is that each offseason, man, he's come back and sort of added something to his game. And now, Danny, he's getting even, you know, he, those, those shorter arms that were held against him in the draft, he's getting to the bucket, finishing plays, getting downhill. Feels like he's adding something to his game every year. What, just his work ethic and what you think in terms of the ceiling for a guy like Desmond Bain is? Well, he was one of my favorite players before I got a chance to meet him and play, you know, play with him. Um, one of my favorite young players in that group, you know, him and Tyrese Maxey, I've been able to watch those guys develop and become special, you know, stars in this league. They're going to be, you know, real stars coming up. Um, they just continued, and after meeting him, become his teammate. It only made me, you know, more biased because of how great of a set, not just a person uh, and talent that he is, but how much of a student he is of the game. You know, he loves the game. He wants to study. He watches film. He wants to be great and how much he encourages his teammates and the, the positivity. The whole group spreads, spreads without each other. You know, they, they really enjoy playing with each other. There is no locker room issues. They have fun, and they all want to see each other be successful and shine. So, And he's one of the guys that lead that, that, that way of, of being the positive, you know, good energy. Um, so, yeah, him and Tyrese Mack, those are my two favorite young guys to watch hoop and continue to develop. And I said just being a part of – the group and unlearning him as a person, they said it made me even more biased and, and 
uh, him more one of my favorite guys to, to be you know watching in this league and be a fan of. That's high praise, high praise, uh, uh, and and I think I think I'm with you. I think I think he's earned it at this point. What about and you? You have gone out of your way. I mean, there's a confidence that tells you we can tell it's not just you saying nice things about this front office. Zach Kleiman, young guy, uh, but has been put in a position, the head of this front office, and has done something. We talked about Bain, and that was one of the finds. You know, Brandon Clark, one of those guys, and you mentioned Gigi Jackson and Vince now look like hits. Just in terms of you've, you've been around so many great front offices, championship front offices. Mm-hmm. Just how does it compare? And to, you know, a guy as young as Zach, did you think immediately when you met him, oh, man, this guy's got it together, or did that take some time? What did you think? I didn't I didn't said I didn't think he had it all together, but I, I – you know, slowly surprised me of how well he understood. He said he was great, dude. Um, he was young. I didn't know you know, how how much experience he right. had. But you asked me like, how do I know or what makes me say good things about him? I have no reason to lie. Not like I said they. I was there for years and they did a bunch of great things for me. I was there for a short time and I was traded. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, me, you. it's just me on how good that they really were. And I'm you know telling the truth, regardless of how it ended or how it was traded, even if it was by surprise or not. Um, I'm going to tell the truth about a group, and you know they were special. It's how they handled things, how they how they did things. And Zach, like I said, as young as he is, he he knows what he's doing. He's got a a good atmosphere, and it had a lot to do with Taylor as well. He, I'm sure he's taken a lot of that from the San Antonio side of his of years of learning uh, under Pop. You know, all those guys, you know, understand and know what it takes to win and, and learn how to do things the right way. Um, so yeah, I I think they have a great group, uh, even though young. They know what they're doing. They have some some special things going on. If they can just get some of the younger guys to just mature, develop, and buy in, it's only a matter of time before you know that group is running the league. How about the ownership, Danny? And I may I may be asking a a, a question here that you know maybe 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 you can't help me, but we're, it's such a mystery around here, Danny, with Robert uh-huh. Robert Parrott because he doesn't do the interviews. He's not coming on local. You're not getting him. You're not. T- he's not sitting at the sideline at games. I'm just curious, just just any interactions with him, what you thought about him, yeah. what what you heard about him. Would you tell us more about the man we don't know, Robert Para? He just seems I, I don't know a lot about him. He seems very low key, but he seems like a great dude. I got a chance to meet him actually. He was sidelined in one of the Nick games. So he does come to sideline some of the games. Um but said I I don't know much about him personally. But you know, like the the team respects him, the guys respect him, they know him, they show a lot of love, he speaks, he says hello. Uh, he kind of doesn't okay. want to be in the way. It's like he seems like he doesn't want to be a distraction. Right. Um, you know, but he backs. I, I'm assuming he backs all the decisions that they want to do and make um, without you know trying to be on the front lines of everything. So, um, so I, I, other than that, I don't have much or know much about him. And I wasn't there a short time. I only got chance right. to meet him once. But he was a friendly guy. He was great. You know, and spoke to me. And you know, sideline got a chance to you know, just I guess share. Uh, my appreciation for you know what he's done for the group and uh, allow me to be a part of it. Uh, talking to the great Danny Green, three-time NBA champion, Insider Calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe equipped Ford Venture with capable features like available H-Track all-wheel drive and standard third-row seating. All right, Danny, I look at the rest of the NBA and I look at the Celtics right now and see a team that's been through some things, sort of been knocking at the wall now and trying to find right the right mix. I did wonder this offseason whether they were whether it was smart to move on from Marcus Smart trade him to the Grizzlies because he was so much of their soul. But you look at what they've done that include, you know, uh, all the moves they've made, and I, I, I see a team that's still top three in defense, a team that offensively it's rolling. Um, are they uh, the team you'd pick right now to win it all? What do you think about the Celtics? 
I think they're a great group, and it's hard to tell if it's smart for them to let go of smart. You know, we'll, we won't know until early, the huh? over. Yeah. But uh, I think they, they're playing really well, and I think, I won't say they got lucky, but at first I didn't like the trade for them. I thought they lost the heart and the soul of their team with letting Marcus go, and I thought it was a great pickup for Memphis because uh, the trade originally was just him, and they got Porzingis in a three-team trade. Right. But they, I wouldn't say lucked out, but they, they kind of did when they got Drew became available. So they got Drew from over in Portland, um, which kind of helped replace some of that Marcus Smart uh, heart and soul and defensive intensity and mentality. Um, so, yeah, they made some great moves and, and kind of, you know, fixing that, I wouldn't say mistake, or uh, the move where they lost some defensive, uh, you know, depth or in that aspect with letting Marcus go and Robert Williams, right? Robert, yep. Robert Williams? Robert yep. Williams. Um, so they let him go. I was like, damn, and they lost Grant Williams. I'm like, they lost a lot of defensive uh, pieces, and then they brought in Drew, which helped a lot. But I still think they lost some some depth on their bench. But it's that we'll only see by the end of the season if it was worth it. It's like kind of like Toronto making the trade for Kawhi and I. Right. Um, you know, it, it looks like a risky thing. You won't know if it's worth it or not until they win a championship. It's like, oh, you know, you're trading for a guy that may not stay for the rest of the time. You traded for some pieces that may not stay for the rest of the time and they may not get you a championship. If they get you a championship, of yeah. course it's worth it. But if it doesn't happen, it's like, all right, you probably shouldn't let go of America Smart. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> yeah, now, now to be determined. I think, I think you're right, ultimately. Um, you know, over on the west side, you got these two young teams in the Timberwolves and the Thunder up at the top. You know, that it, it felt like that was us. When I say us, it felt like that was the Grizzlies situation we were talking about last couple of years where you're, you're so young, but are you ready? Sort of, you know, the Celtics have had to had to grow up a little bit. I'm just curious, do, do you get the sense that those Timberwolves and Thunder teams are ready, or would you lean, you know, in terms of, you know, coming out of the west to the more veteran Nuggets, Clippers-type teams? What do you think? I would lean more toward the veteran Clippers uh, Nuggets side, but I do think uh, Minnesota's more ready than OKC. I think they have a couple more veterans. They might be missing, you know, one more veteran or one more piece. These are still very young. I don't think they have any vets really. There, I'm trying to think of who might be there. That's a vet uh, besides Gordon Hayward now. Uh, yeah. But at least Minnesota has like Mike Mike Conley. You know, Gobert's been there for a while. Cat's been there for a little while. Um, you know, they have a couple guys, you know, Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, he's been there. He, he knows uh, what it's like to be in a winning organization. Um, so they have some other older pieces. OKC, I think, is going to take another year or two for them to, to experience and be ready playoff-wise because um, they haven't been But I think Minnesota uh, is a little more ready than them, but I still lean toward Clippers and Nuggets. Uh, last thing I got for you, Dan, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate your time, how much can a coach, in this case a, a champion one in a, in a Doc Rivers, how much can he help a situation? Obviously, Milwaukee's thing, we need to fix our defense, right? Offense is good, but defensively we've got some issues. And a lot of that personnel, you mentioned it. I mean, you move on from a Drew Holiday. How how much of 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 the fix that Milwaukee needs can Doc provide? And then how much of it is, is again, just a personnel issue? I think it's 50-50. I think it's a little bit of personnel, but it's more so effort. And I think a coach can definitely – implement that a coach can definitely motivate that um you can also change some philosophies i think that could also help um i would say 50 50 i'd say more probably 40 percent 
30, 40% on the coach, and then, you know, 60 is resting on personnel and players' effort, you know? So it's really upon them. These guys are grown men. You know, we're grown men in this league. We're not kids. So if you come in, you got to come into work every day motivated. If you want to win and compete and be last team standing, you got to come with that energy and that fire every day. And I think a lot um, will change now that Pat Beverly's there. You know, him will help a lot. Uh, so, you know, that'll help give him some edge and mentality. But they, they need more than just one guy. They need the whole group because Pat's not going to play a ton of minutes and he's not going to be able to throw all the time. And not one person can do it. It's the team sport. So you're going to need a couple guys to get on that, that mentality and, and, you know, thinking in that way defensively. Uh, I said those last things. I got one more because I haven't asked you directly about him. Do you think, Ja, so long as, you know, the idea that like we once thought, you know, a face of the league, an American face of the league, do you like the – you know, sort of the what's transpired, what needs to happen, and his chances for that in terms of his rise. Can he still get there, Danny? A hundred percent. I think John's very special player. As he continues to, to mature and get older, you know, a lot of other things won't be as, issue, as issues or important to him. He'll start focusing on just on the court and his family. Um, as we get older, we learn from our, our mistakes and failures and life lessons. We'll start to cut our circle down. I don't know if he will, but I'm, I'm assuming he will as you get older. Like some some of the things you're friends do you don't do anymore you know and some of the things you're focused on your their friends are not on the same focus um so as you continue to grow and level up you know his mindset will change but he definitely has a talent he definitely has a mindset he studies the game he loves the game he's another one you know him and des they watch a lot of film so i, I definitely think you'd be there if they're a top team in the west and he's playing at the level he has giving him that energy averaging you know i wouldn't say a triple double but he's averaging you know damn near 30 points a game 27 i was expecting to average 20 plus almost, you know, eight assists and, you know, five or six rebounds. He's going to be an all-star starter. And said the other guys that you think of, they're not getting any younger. You know, there's not but so many years Seth's going to stay in the league. You know, Dame, all those guys play. Uh, even the other point guards you're thinking about, the younger group is Luka. Uh, Jalen Brunson will be around for a little while. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, but, you know, Darren Fox. But the rest of the guys are getting older, and it's going to be, you know, this team or his league, you know, with Kawhi leaving, Paul George, James Harden. You know, the Clippers side, like the Nuggets team, they're getting older too. Jamal Murray's still got some years, but, you know, these guys are so young, they have a lot of time. And by the time they get to their prime, which is a couple more years, a lot of those other guys will be older out the league. Danny, I can keep going. They tell me if I keep asking you questions, you're not going to come back on. So I'm going to let you roll, brother. Thank you so much, man, for your time. Of course. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. That was Danny Green, three-time NBA champion, former Memphis Grizzly. 